Today, we're chatting with one of my absolute favorite people about getting started in your business, the value of mentorship, the art of abundance, and a whole mess of other high-value topics, including a self-love routine that this guest used that led him through an unpredictable path to the woman of his dreams. You do not want to miss today's episode, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, Others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back. How do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. And you know what? This is a big one for a number of reasons. Uh, First one being an amazing guest that I'm about to introduce you to. But also, before we get there, um, I am finally, finally so excited to announce that my YouTube channel is officially up and running in support of the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. In fact, you know, obviously you can go and search for Andrew Cap on YouTube um, as my author name to, uh, to access the channel. Or you can just go to awesomemarvelous.com and that will auto-direct you straight to the channel where you can check it out. And uh, this one I am having so much fun with so far. We're really early in, but uh, getting really great feedback on the, uh, on the video so far, on the approach and the style that I'm doing. Obviously, just the way the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read was meant to be and intended to be, and fortunately is, uh, a different type of breed of book in that marketplace. This YouTube channel also takes on its own style and its own flair, and really its own unique approach to sharing content in a way that's consumable, enjoyable, entertaining, and, and really just valuable for you. So by all means, I really hope you check that out. In fact, it's been such a long time coming that you'll even hear later on in this interview uh, with AJ how I was talking about all the reasons why I wasn't getting started right away and all the delays. So I've been waiting for this one. I'm really excited about it, but I'm also super, super, super excited about today's guest. So let's just get into this. AJ Mirzad is the author of the best-selling books, Master Your Inner Game, and The Mind-Body Solution, Train Your Brain for Permanent Weight Loss. His cutting-edge approach to weight loss is unique in that it links having a truly healthy body with a truly healthy brain, and his hundreds of clients are walking proof of how important that mind-body connection really is. A recent inductee into the Personal Trainer Hall of Fame, AJ's writing has been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, The Huffington Post, Men's Fitness, Thrive Global, and Bodybuilding.com. He's also the host of the Online Supercoach podcast, now that he's shifted gears towards his business mentorship program, where he helps others build online businesses and develop coaching practices. I'm so excited to get into this conversation with him here. So let's uh, waste no further time. Let's switch mics and let's get straight into it. AJ Mirzad, thank you so much for being here, man. And welcome to Shatter the Mold. Hey, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so excited by where this conversation might go. And um, I guess full, full disclosure, for, I always let my listeners know, like, kind of like backstage how things play out. I asked you before, because you are such a dynamic individual where we can go in so many different, different directions. I'm like, AJ, where do you think we should take this interview? Um, so I just, I guess I want to invite you to, to open things up by letting me know, like, what did you say to me? What, what kind of, uh, uh, cooperation or what kind of uh, info that I kind of gave you about myself that made you say, Andrew, let's go in this direction. Yeah. I think, uh, we first connected, you were telling me about your book 
about uh, Law of Attraction, the last book about Law of Attraction you ever need. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. I was fascinated with that. First of all, great title and actually ordered your book. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about reading it. And I do feel that there are powerful metaphysical laws that govern our success, our happiness, and our reality. And uh, I'm always a student. I I never know enough. And the more I learn, uh, the better my life becomes. I love it. And it, the, the really cool thing is, as people are now starting to figure out about you, I mean, you are a pretty accomplished author yourself. And yes, yes. I, I'm curious. Um, and, you know, obviously we have um, one book like Master Your Inner Game, and the other one is The Mind-Body Solution, Train Your Brain for Permanent Weight Loss. And that second one in particular uh, is really, the, the title was really interesting to me because my interpretation of that without having the benefit of having read your book, it sounds like, you know, a, a healthy mindset really has a huge impact for what you can do where, you know, where your brain is at is where your body will kind of meet you at in response. Is, I, I don't know if that's the, the fairest way to paraphrase, but I figured I'd get your perspective. Like, what was your philosophy going in with that book? And what do you want readers to get out of it the most? Absolutely. It's a great question. So I would say that uh, I was overweight a big portion of my life. You know, I was 60 pounds uh, overweight up until my my mid-20s where I learned a lot of these strategies on losing the weight and getting myself fit and and in shape. And um, after I got myself in shape, I decided to become a personal trainer. Mm. And and with work with clients, I, I had a really high track record in terms of transforming their bodies. And a lot of what I did was implement a lot of mindset work with them. I went back to school soon after I became a personal trainer. I got my master's in psychology. And I started blending the mind-body connection in terms of the scientific element of having low cortisol levels, de-stressing, what really causes um, cravings, because that was my biggest weakness when I was overweight, late night cravings. Oh. You know, I have a sweet tooth. I love ice cream, cookies, peanut butter. So in the evenings, I would gorge full of food, but I realized that the days when I had a lot of stress, I was eating a lot more. I was a big emotional eater. And once I decreased that stress and I curbed my emotional eating habits, all of a sudden my body really started changing. Wow, that, that is interesting. So it's really about, it's kind of like a, a triple win situation because you kind of, you fix your stress level, which in and of itself is healthy. And in and of it also makes you better responsive to everything around you so you can be more successful. But then your body responds because you don't find yourself as easily falling into your vices or your habits that kind of pulled you back in that place where you didn't want to be to begin with. Absolutely. 100%. And, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of my own experience with my clients within the book, but also studied a lot of um, data, you know, scientific journals about the, com- the, the connection between stress and hormones and your gut. So whenever I, I teach the different elements in the book, I, I, I point to a study that affirms it. Nice. Perfect. Sometimes people just need that proof. They need that demonstration to trust and take that first step. So I think that's brilliant. Uh, that, that's one thing I didn't put in my book. I'm like, here's what I think and good luck. But it sounds like you've got a better, a better approach just for setting people, <laughs> setting their mind at ease. Um, I was curious. Now, I imagine you're at a point now where people kind of know about you and who you are when they start working with you. So I'm assuming that when you introduce the mindset stuff, that's not a surprise. That's not something that you have to talk them into. Um, Is that something where in the beginning 
you were working with somebody and they thought it was just about their body and you kind of like had to sneak that stuff in or did you have to talk them into it? Or were they in general like open and receptive to whatever you were giving them and just rolled with it? Yeah, that's a great question. I, when I first started, it was, it was that whole uh, adage of putting the vitamin in the chocolate treat where they want the treat and then once they eat it, they're like, wow, okay, this is what I really needed, right? The, the old marketing, um, sell them what they want, but teach them what they need. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. And are you still working with people like on an individual basis? Uh, not with fitness and weight loss. I retired mm -hmm. that side of my business. Now it's really with uh, building their online businesses, developing a coaching practice, stuff of that nature. Right. So basically you did so well with that one piece and you helped people. You were kind of inspired like, okay, well, I understand psychology. I was able to utilize that to help people with this weight issue and simultaneously help them with their mindset. Let me try to take what I learned from a business perspective and roll that on over into a new service and new offering for people. Absolutely. You know, you're very similar to me because I've looked at your, your track history and you've evolved and, and, created so many different versions of yourself, uh, reinvented yourself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we, we are constantly evolving. We're learning new things, uh, gaining new superpowers. And then from there, we find a new group of people that we want to serve. And I truly feel that we're, we're, we're constantly healing pain. And I always ask my students, what pain do you want to heal in the world? Oftentimes we overcame something and now we've mastered that. Now we want to serve others with it. I love that. And it's interesting to hear you say that you, um, I guess noticed me reinventing myself because <laughs> that makes perfect sense to hear that from the outside looking in. And for me, sometimes I have trouble even determining like, am I reinventing myself or am I discovering new sides that I never thought I had? Or mm -hmm. am I literally like building new sides that I never did actually have? And it's such an interesting thing to take that on as it comes. And it's always good to talk to kind of like a kindred spirit who's yeah. not scared to reinvent themselves and re present themselves in a different way, especially when they already have an audience that expects something from them based on what they've already think that they know. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Something I think about a lot as well. And uh, I think it, my mind just went to like two uh, uh, places. One was that the fact that I think every seven days we recreate ourselves, like all our cells, mm. they uh, you know, fall off and we're, we're creating a new version of ourselves. And the other one's like really, really deep and out there, but it's a whole multiverse theory that we live in multiple different dimensions and we have different sides of ourselves that, that, that come out and maybe it's not a reinvention, maybe it's a, a dimension or frequency that now we're presenting to the world. Wow, I love it. I wasn't even thinking about it on that level, man. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. Is it, is it every seven days or it was the seven years or like what's the, the like recreation on a, on a physiological level that we yeah I, I don't quote me on that but i know there's like obviously the, the skin cells the hair cells the organs mm -hmm. they all recreate at, at different paces and i don't know what the exact time frame is of the old dying and the new coming back but right. part of our, our our genetics yeah and it's so funny how in many ways we still look the same our cells know to reproduce on a certain level not that they can't be programmed in other directions but that's a whole <laughs> a whole different yeah. thing that, uh, that well, goes all over the place, right? Have you ever gotten this before? I'm curious, like, you know, let's say someone watched your videos from years ago and they mm -hmm. watch your videos now. And sometimes they could say, well, you seem like a whole different person, different energy, different, uh, you know, um, just presence about you. And there are shifts that are happening. 
For sure. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And I'll be way more self-critical of myself than even someone else noticing. So sometimes like, and I'll use arbitrary years or months. Maybe I look at a video from 2007 and I'm like, wow, I was so confident. Then I look at one from 2008. I'm like, did I lose that confidence? And then four, four years later, I'm like, oh my God, now I'm 10 times as confident. And it's almost like, I wonder, like, was I struggling with grasping of the material or was I having a bad day? Like, you never know, yeah. like what, what things are kind of like in the mix and how you're kind of appearing to other people. It's just kind of like, it's, it's a very unpredictable thing. And there's a certain measure of control that you have for yourself, but there's also that unpredictability where you never know how it's going to be perceived. Even yeah. when you think like you're having your best day or your worst day. That's a great point. That's a great point. Like I, you know, I, I had uh, one of the darkest moments of my life two months ago where I had a tragic injury. I broke my leg and my quadricep muscle tore off my bone. So I was thinking like if you would have interviewed me two months ago, it would have been a whole different energy. Thankfully, over the past two months, I've um, gotten much better, obviously healed a lot faster. A lot of great things have been happening in my life. So I'm in a much better place. And it'd be interesting to see the difference between the interviews. Yeah. Oh, that, that is interesting. And, you know, you brought that up. That was kind of like in the back of my mind to bring up. And yeah. I don't know how deep you want to go into this or where you want to take this, but I do understand that I'm not sure if you could call that the catalyst for a certain part of your life getting better, but it yeah. was certainly, it put you in a position where you changed the way you were approaching something that invited your life to be better but absolutely I'd welcome you to let me know what you think about that and what kind of details you might want to divulge if any. Yeah. I'd be happy to share that. So, um, going into the new year, I set a goal for myself to really love myself and I wanted to attract a soulmate relationship. That was something I've been meaning to do for quite some time. And, you know, I've had different relationships in my life, but never the one. And I was like, well, this is something I really want to call in for the new year. So I then started following a lot of self-love practices at a coach and she really helped me um, really create a daily routine towards self-love, towards really self-care. Uh, her name is Karen, shout out to Karen. And uh, I was gaining a lot of momentum in that process and I was loving myself, I was feeling joyful, optimistic, full of energy. And I had a trip where I went to Brazil for Carnival. This is the end of February. And it was really my dream vacation. I've always wanted to go to Brazil. I love the culture, love the music. And it was like, this is going to be my fullest vacation on self-expression because that trip is, is like Mardi Gras or like Burning Man where you're, you're there, you're partying, you're having a great time, you're wearing different costumes. And it's like, this is the, the highest level of self-love. Three days into my dream vacation, I had a tragic accident. I was walking back from the gym. I slept on a staircase. And at that moment, my leg just launched back. Heel hit me in the back of the head. And my quadricep tore off my bone. The most Jeez. excruciating, paralyzing pain that I ever had. And I was just literally paralyzed on the ground and by myself. And, and finally, uh, my, my, my friends who went on the trip with me, they found me about an hour later. And oh. they took me to the hospital. And it was brutal and I, I couldn't even move. I couldn't even walk. Every time I got up, my leg would buckle and I would fall down. I never experienced pain like that before. But to make a long story short, um, I needed to have emergency surgery. In Brazil, that hospital was not the best hospital to have it at. So I had to cut my trip short and I flew back to New York to have emergency surgery at the hospital for special surgery, the best, best in the country. So in having this surgery, it was really, really brutal because uh, torn quadricep is a three to six month recovery. 
So I was like, wow, like I was in the peak of my momentum. Everything was going great, living my best life. And then this happens. I'm in the worst pain. I can't move. I'm in a wheelchair. And I know the next three to six months of my life, it's going to be pretty dark and depressing because I'm going to be gaining weight and I can't work. I can't leave the house. I'm immobilized. And this is prior to the Corona chaos happening. So I was kind of mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be isolated and alone. A few days after my surgery, I got a message from this woman who I connected with on Instagram and she was watching my stories and she said, you know, I feel so bad for you. I'm actually from Brazil and I saw everything that happened to you. You know, I really, really just want to make it up to you. Can I visit you? And I'll bring up some Brazilian food. And I was like, okay, I'm lonely. <laughs> I'm hungry. This nice woman wants to come give me a visit. And I didn't think much of it. I thought she was very nice and sweet for doing that. So Three days after the surgery, she comes. And the moment she comes, we just connect on a crazy level. We look at each other when you saw this presence. I remember the moment we just stared at each other for like 30 seconds. It's like an awe. Like this is going to be the person I spend the rest of my life with. I knew it. And that moment, she knew at that moment as well. And we just started dating. And we started hanging out together, spending time. And to make a long story short, she's not my girlfriend. And uh, I've never experienced this type of connection with anyone, this type of love. It is my soulmate relationship. And I'm not looking back on everything that transpired over the, the past few months. I'm like, whoa, I totally thought my life was going to go in one direction, but it went to a direction that I could not even imagine is gone now. Wow. Wow. That's great. I mean, that's so amazing and so awesome, but also just so crazy to hear like that, that unfolding of events. And she went on her own. She came on her own dime. She's just like, dude, I'm, I'm going to like, however much this plane ride is going to cost. I'm just going to like on my own dime. I'm going to come out and take Like, that's what she did. No, I'm sorry. She lives 20 minutes away from me. Oh, yes. for some, yes. my, my brain had to, it's like, she flew out from there. Oh, well, still. <laughs> but you know what though? And actually that even makes it more perfect because here we had somebody that understood it. That was so conveniently placed where she didn't even have to overcome those obstacles. It was just like, it was right there for a very convenient thing to play out. Yes. Yes. You know, we, we had connected on Instagram for some time. We never met each other in person. And that's the, the thing that made it a lot easier because she lived so close to me that we could actually spend time with each other and just grow into a relationship. Mm. But, you know, like I said, the coincidental thing of me going to Brazil and now me having a Brazilian girlfriend is, is pretty funny. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, everyone is going to have their own opinion. And I guarantee you at least half my audience is going to disagree with me on this, but because not all of them are into the one book that I'm pushing now or anything like that. But I, it's my feeling that the exercises that you did this year kind of opened up that pathway for that to happen for you. Yeah. And I could be right. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. Um, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to out, your coach's proprietary uh, information. So say no if you need to, or, or uh, filter this out how you want to. But I'm wondering if there's any kind of self-love exercise that she taught you or any in insight she gave you that you'd want to share for any audience members listening right now that might want to try it out for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, fairly simple. And I'll share just like the, the routine that I do every single day. And a lot of it is just really affirming to yourself that you love yourself. So I journal, I've been journaling for the past 15 years, never miss a day. So I have a part of my journal where I write my gratitude, my wins, and I just write, kind of like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard, <laughs> I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. I'd write it 10 times a day. And then whenever I brush my teeth, I look myself in the eye and I say, I love myself. 
So I'm doing it twice a day. And whenever I'm just doing something uh, mundane, like waiting in line or washing dishes, I verbalize the mantra, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And she also had me to listen to love songs, but not listen as if I'm imagining another person. I'm mm -hmm. listening as I'm loving myself. So it could be like a, a Sade love song. And I'm listening to it from the point of view that I'm singing this to myself. And it really started to make a huge difference where I just noticed a, a new sense of joy, a new sense of happiness and, you know, little things of like, you know, not putting any toxic things into your body or just pampering yourself, self-care, massages. I love, I love to do a float tank um, once a month, you know, stuff of that nature where I'm actually taking care of myself and, and all these self-love practices when I started feeling better, looking better, and then I started attracting better. And a woman who I'm dating now, Raffaella, she's very big on self-love as well. You know, mm -hmm. she's very intelligent. She's very big into personal development. So she has her own self-love practice. And I could tell from the moment we started connecting that she had a very high level of respect for herself. And I think because we're on the same frequency and the same wavelength, we started moving along a lot faster. I love it. Um, just give props to your mentor. What's her name in case people want sure. to research her? Karen England. Beautiful. Awesome. And I wanted to make sure to get that out there because taking a slightly different topic and um, this is audio for most people, but we're on a Zoom call. Um, it's not really coming out with my thing here, but I've got the updated version of Kamal Ravikant's book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. And yes. this seems like you're describing a very close version of what he teaches in that book. I, actually, Kamal is a good friend of mine. And, oh, really? Uh, yes. Years ago, uh, I read his book, and that book changed my life and I had him on my podcast. And from that podcast interview, we became friends. We've been hanging out a few times throughout the years. So he's been a big influence on my life and self-love as well. Nice. Well, yeah. next time you talk to him, be like, hey, I know this cat, Andrew, who actually has your cell numbers texted a couple times and he'd love to have you on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I wrote him just a, a nice little letter thanking him for the book a couple of years ago on Twitter. And he just like, I don't even remember the, the course of it but he gave me a cell number to like ask a question or whatever and i'm like well this is this dude's probably getting so much stuff so i, I want to be that person that respects it and not like bombards him with it so you know every so often i like i shot the dude like a text like every six months or so just saying what's up and um so he kind of knows me he kind of doesn't so next time you talk to him if he knows my name be like yeah i want you on his podcast i will connect uh, you guys he's he also lives in new york city so definitely awesome awesome dude that's that's so exciting it's so cool it's also it's so interesting how you, you knew Kamal, you knew this process, and yet it wasn't, as I understand it, until this other mentor uh, introduced you or reintroduced you to a very similar process that you actually went full in with it. You know, it's like that term, you know, common sense is not common practice. Mm -hmm. And when I was friends with Kamal and he was on the top of the mind and I was rereading his book, I was doing uh, self-love practice, but not as consistently. It wasn't until I hire Karen and her work and, 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 and her expertise also having, having skin in the game forces you to do it, you know? So now I see the importance of it where um, I hope that I could continue with it all the time, but it's something, it's so simple, but it's also easy not to do. Right. It, it, you know what? That's, that's kind of like, uh, I'm trying to find the right word, but it's almost like it's, it's the, it's the downside of success. 
because you you have it and you assume you'll always have it and you kind of maybe will but also it, it it's this invitation to stop doing what's already working whether you're working out whether you're doing this practice or whatever for you i think not that it's easy for anyone it's probably easier just you know to have a, a photo of your girlfriend that you wake up to she's whenever she's not there and that's your reminder like to do the process because that's opened the floodgates for yeah that to happen luckily she has a self-love practice. I have my own and we hold each other accountable to it. Nice. So it's like, we have a great system and it's that old adders, right? You know, do what you do in the beginning of the relationship and there'll never be an end of her in a relationship. You know, thankfully we've been dating for two months now. So we're establishing very, very strong uh, rituals with each other and, and making sure that we're in a great place of communication and connection. And now it's really up to us to continue this, not just there for two months, two years, decades, because, you know, I love where things are. I'm really grateful for, for where things are. But it's up to us to not slack off and let that stuff go. Exactly, exactly. And there's, well, for you, obviously, there's a, the luxury of having a close relationship. But for people that want to take advantage of the social pressure to get you there, you could also do that with a friend that you keep each other accountable. I have, I have a friend where um, every single day we send a recorded message to each other about what we're grateful for that day. And wow. it's the social pressure of living up that keeps me on. Uh, it's supposed to be my commitment to myself that keeps me on it. But we are, the way we are as human beings, human nature, sometimes it's more of like a social pressure that's going to be better. So strategically, we've invested in each other where we, like, if we don't, we're like being the bad friend. So I have that as an accountability to hold me to that, to make sure I stay on track. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's great. I love that. And, and gratitude is so important. You know, I realized that, um, in my darkest moments of this leg injury, you know, I still continued my, my daily gratitude process. I have a, a top 10 gratitude list every morning that I write inside my journal. Mm -hmm. And staying with that just really humbled me and made me realize, you know, even though I'm in severe pain, I cannot walk, I'm in this place of uncertainty, uh, I realized how much things I have in my life that I'm blessed about. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So um, how are things going with the current business model with, with people? Or is it, or, or is it um, I'm trying to think of the way to describe this. Like, is it like one-on-one -on -one situation or you're selling one-to-many? Like, how are you spreading this, uh, this message of yours and helping people really access what they need for their businesses? Yeah, great question. You know, thankfully, um, what we do helping businesses go online there's a high demand for it, especially with everyone going online or transitioning online. And it's really a two-part model. One is a group, one-to-many, kind of like a mastermind. And the other one is high-level one-on-one. And of course, uh, the mastermind, that has a higher request. So that's doing a lot better, the group coaching. And then I have some individuals that want to have the uh, intimate, very close connection. So I do the one-on-one -on -one with them. Mm, I love it. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. And did I remember right? Cause we spoke maybe like a week ago or so that I think you were working on a new book or was I wrong about that? Yes, yes, yes. I, I have the, the manuscript, the rough draft uh, done and it's going to be around the, you know, well, I, I don't have the, the title yet cause I was, I was running the title by you and you were like, ah, you know, let, let's play with some of it. But as of now, the rough draft is the art of abundance. Hmm. I love it. And what's really cool is I know you started this book a little while back. You didn't even have this update with your girlfriend and this experience that you could share in your manuscript at that point. Yes, totally. You know, I, I, I would have been really upset if I would have launched it and didn't have this part of my life figured out. To be quite honest with you, um, you know, for many years, 
of becoming fit and healthy, getting a master in psychology, really mastering my mindset, meditating, having peace of mind, and growing my business past the seven-figure mark, there was always this big, uh, I guess, imbalance that I had with my relationships. And I would always joke around that, you know, I could help you in these areas, but I suck at relationships. You know, I was creating this uh, self-affirming negative belief. And to be quite honest with you, I never thought that I could ever have a good relationship. I was like, I'm going to be single. I like dating, but it's hard for me to retain a girlfriend. You know, I created all these stories and it was really making me upset. That's why in the beginning of the year, I hired a coach and I said, I'm going to get really serious about my, my romantic relationships. And now that I have this part of my life figured out, it's given me such joy. It's, I, I, I would say it's making me happier than all the other things I've ever accomplished. And I realized that I, I do want to be a father. I do want a family. And to now be on this path and to have this part you know, coming into play has been the, the, the greatest blessing in my life. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And it's, it's interesting to, to hear your description of like all these different pieces because I've, I've been experimenting with this podcast on when I ask people something, do I ask something with an intent to pull something specific out of them or do I just get conversational? Because for me, I'm always trying to find gold so that listeners can hear something and then even like on a second listen, hear something deeper. And what I got out of that specific answer that I wanted to highlight for people is you here you are, you've already been a highly successful person and yet you still have the humility and the recognition to be like, well, I'm not happy about this piece. So I'm not too big of on myself that I can't find a valued, a, a, a mentor who's actually worth their, their salt. That's going to help me out. So you as someone who's hugely successful, didn't let an ego stop you from taking a next step, getting help. But by that same token, by the sounds of it, you know, you vetted this person. You didn't just, you know, desperately go to anyone that was going to help you found someone that you knew was actually right for you specifically. Yes, absolutely. You know, like everything that I've ever accomplished in my life, it came with mentorship, right? I did, you know, I'm blank slate. I had to learn through other people, hire mentors, join masterminds, read books. I mean, I knew that this area of my relationships, you know, I tried a lot of, of you know, in my own power to, to, to fix it. But I couldn't, you know, for many years I struggled with it. So it wasn't until I got serious. And yeah, so for some people, maybe it's embarrassing to get a relationship coach and to help hire someone to find you love, but it worked. And I'm really grateful I did it. I'm, I'm very, very happy with my investment. And, you know, perhaps in the future when I become a father, or have a family, become a parent. Yeah, I want to hire a coach in that area as well. You know, I want someone who's got a beautiful family dynamic that I could learn from and have better practice of parenting. I love that. And, you know, in my experience, I, I try to surround myself with really dynamic, uh, really forward thinking people, really just, you know, good, good people. And a lot of times I find that they've sought help for a relationship. Like I'll talk to this person, like this person is so cool, not embarrassed at all. Be like, Oh no, I had a relationship coach because this, th these people, like they have a recognition, like, no, I listen, I'm interested in the best. I'm not interested in how I look. I'm interested in, in how I experience life. So I'm going for this. So yeah, I mean, props to you, man. It's all about results, right? You want results in your life. You got to do whatever it takes. And that's it. my philosophy. Uh, you know, she told me to, to do some weird stuff to get the end result. I'm going to do it because she's the expert and I'm the newbie. So why not? I love it. Speaking of results, um, I wanted to ask you about onlinesupercoach.com. Because I mentioned that's the, the main hub where people find you, right? Correct. 
what like for someone that's just hearing this because we're going in all sorts of directions in this interview which i love but like what's the the ideal person if there is such a thing that might be interested in going to the site and finding more out about you yeah so you know i've been uh running online super coach for, uh, since 2013 and i've worked with over 700 coaches and personal trainers to grow their online business and i found that there are some key attributes that would be a good fit for a person to scale one is getting results, right? A person who's already has a practice that has gotten results and experience working with people. That's the most important thing. Uh, number two, a person who's an action taker, you know, we love action takers, someone who's committed to doing the work. Like, you know, I, I consider myself an action taker when I uh, hire a mentor, I do every single thing they tell me to do. And I love working with people that are like that as well. And most importantly, someone who uh, favors impact and transformation more than money, right? Because I could have people coming in and their number one goal, I want to build a six-figure online business. And if it's all about the money, they're never going to get there and they're going to waste a lot of their time as well. So a person who truly cares about helping someone getting results for them and impacting their life. And then from there, the money becomes a byproduct. Yeah, it, it's such a cliche at this point, but it really is the person that you become is the real reward, which 99 times out of 100 leads to that money and then so much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I know you're like that. I know you work diligently with your clients. And because of that, you have such a good practice, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you're doing everything in your power to get them results. And in turn, your business is flourishing. Yeah, I, I'm not complaining. And yes. actually, that, that brings me to something I really want to ask you about, because I'm sure given, given your, um, your business and given the people that find their way to you, a lot of people are probably asking for advice or guidance while we're in the middle of this pandemic and this lockdown. Like what have you been saying to people or what would you think that you'd want to share with people listening right now? Yeah, I think um, we live in the best time ever because of technology and the ability for us even right now to just record this. You know, we're both quarantined, but we're creating amazing content through this amazing technology. And you could start at this moment with your phone, with your social media. Everyone has a decent sized audience where they could press a red button, go live and start sharing, start serving, start helping. They could record a video, they can make a post. And I think right now is the best time to really understand what is that amazing result you wanna give people and how can you create valuable content and start building an audience. And whether you want to join, uh, start a practice right now or a few months down the line, in this present moment, we have the ability to serve and create. So I'm a big believer in creating content, create more than you consume. And that's a great place to start in this present moment. Mm, create more content than you consume. And the beauty of that is in this time when people are stuck and in many ways bored out of their minds, they're consuming a lot more than they ever were. Because like a lot of people who have like a marginally uh, good YouTube channel or mar marginally popular, they're getting boosts in all their, in their views and shares oh, and things yeah. like that just because people are finding their way that they otherwise would not have done that. So whether it's Facebook or YouTube or anywhere, um, I couldn't agree more just about sharing and, and putting out content. And also I would say, and I'm sure you would agree, not being scared to suck. Because oh, yes. It's, it's so easy to be nervous and like, oh, I don't want to be like me. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest. I have a YouTube channel I want to launch and I haven't yet. Not because I'm worried about sucking, but because I'm not satisfied with the audio quality. And I don't even know if I'm right or wrong about it, but I'm a stickler about the thing. And I just don't want like a crappy audio and people five years from now. I don't care if I even say things stupid, um, but that's my own issue. But I would say <laughs> I'm, 
I'm not the person you want to model. You want to model someone who's like, listen, let me just put stuff out there and, and see how it goes, especially when you haven't already put a book out like me and I'm already putting out content so I can talk myself into that in some kind of backwards kind of way. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. You know, I, I get into the same thing because I'm a perfectionist. I have a quote uh, from Dan Kennedy that says, prolific beats perfect. And I always think about that, that if I could just cre create prolific content and just put as, as much out, it's going to be better than perfect audio, perfect video, perfect lighting, you know, because at the end of the day, um, I get the same way with my writing. Sometimes I'll spend hours and hours editing it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? If I could just put an 80% good enough piece of uh, writing out, it doesn't have to be 100%. That's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, people know they can find you at onlinesupercoach.com. I had one more question I just want sure. to run by you. Sometimes I'm inspired to ask this and sometimes I'm not and I just roll with it. But, you know, if you could look back at yourself from 10 years or 15 years ago, what is the most important impactful advice that you would want to give that AJ? I would say to worry less. Um, I realized that I had so many severe ups and downs in my life. And oftentimes I would go into the pessimistic worst case scenario. This is the end. I'm, I'm going to go bankrupt. I'm going to lose it all. Uh, I'm going to be lonely forever. I'm going to never get a client ever again. I suck. And I wanted to quit. Thankfully, I didn't quit, but all those times of having high anxiety, living in fear, they did not serve me, right? Even the, the past few months of my life, going through these extreme ups and downs, you know, I can look at it from the higher point of view and say, wow, this is, this is the perfect ride. This is exactly how it should be. It's unfolding better than I imagined. And all of these worst case scenarios never happened the way I imagined. And my life were, were linked by, by these intricate peaks and valleys. So if I could worry less and have the peace of mind and wisdom that I have now at this age, my life would be so much better. AJ Mirzad, you are the man. You are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Angel. And uh, offering what I think is, is such valuable, valuable wisdom. And I say it all the time, but there's gold in this interview. I encourage people to listen back to this and, and hear a lot of the important points that you brought up. Uh, I'm really grateful for having you on the show, man. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I appreciate you. Thank you, AJ, once again for such brilliant insights and for such a really a fun chat. I really appreciate it. Guys, by all means, please check out onlinesupercoach.com to learn a little bit more about AJ. He is he is such a leader and he's really ahead of the game in, in so many different ways. And he's really got things dialed in. And he's definitely somebody that you kind of want in your circle. So uh, please check out onlinesupercoach.com. Uh, with that said, um, while you're at it also, please, you know, pull out your phone, hit that subscribe button, maybe leave a quick, honest uh, written review about the show. Let me know what you thought about it. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts and your opinions on the kind of content that we covered here. And also stay tuned. You know, I've been away for a little while here and I've been focusing so much on the YouTube channel and on the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read and really getting things going with that and really supporting all the people buying that. But I haven't forgotten about my Shattered Mold audience. So get ready. There are a lot more cool episodes on the way, a lot more awesome guests. And uh, I guess I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. <laughs>